You're on 94.1 FM, 3WBC, with Mike O'Connell on The Good Earth. And uh, we're going to do a few things today. Um, it's a pretty, pretty interesting day in Melbourne, isn't it? It's, uh, it's sunny, but it's a little bit windy, and it's uh, cold, and it's a little bit cloudy, and it might rain a bit later, and it might not. Sounds like Melbourne in uh, late spring. Uh, we've had some pretty interesting weather over the last uh, few weeks. We've had a few hot days. We've had a few quite rainy days and, uh, of course, very rainy days. There was a bit of localised flooding here and there around Melbourne. Um, there was a little bit of very localised flooding around my place, um, but it's all good. It uh, pumped up the trees and uh, recharged the uh, the soil. Uh, one of the downsides, of course, is the uh, all of the CFA people are now uh, preparing for a, a very... Um, high-risk fire season because all of this rain now is just recharging all of that growth for summer which will then dry out and cause a higher fire risk so you're if you're got um if you're in an area where you are living around bushland and everything now is the time to start taking some care around your place and starting to um hack back the uh, the weeds of death um, or at least the ones that could catch fire, uh, and uh, and keep them under control. And at this stage, of course, weeds are just going crazy. I mean, they're threatening to come in through the through the windows and strangle us in our sleep. They're growing so fast. Uh, but yeah, seriously, if you are in a bushland setting, or even if you're surrounded by quite a few trees and other growth, you very, very need, very much need to um, take control of that situation and make sure you're not a victim of uh, a serious fire and bushfire. Uh, because it is going to be uh, quite uh, quite likely that we're going to see some uh, some big bushfires this season coming th- when all this all this new growth that's going to come out now because of this rain um, starts to dry out in uh, February January February March. So uh, and I've got a few firefighting friends who are getting a little bit nervous now with all this late rain. However, that is Melbourne. That's uh, that's Australia. Um, we should be uh, used to it by now, but it doesn't make it any easier to cope with once it happens. So anyway, um, on that really s- sombre note, um, let's start talking about what else you can do in your garden. And once again, we're um, we're informed by Peter Cundall um, with his great book, The Practical Australian Gardener, uh, which gives you a month-by-month uh, list of things to do in the garden. Um, and we're in November. How did we get to November? It just seems like the years are getting shorter and shorter every, every year. Um, but... Um, here it is in November. Uh, hopefully, your garden, like my garden, is going gangbusters, uh, particularly over the last few weeks. Uh, a lot of new growth, a lot of new seedlings coming up, a lot of things are starting to pop up out of the ground. I've got some volunteer vegetables and volunteer plants, i.e. they self-seeded, um, so that's always good to see, um, including things like carrots, and it's great to see carrots self-seeding. I mean, um, that's a great, great weed to have in the backyard as a carrot. Um, so I go around and I weed and I get a feed at the same time. Um, it's uh, it's quite good. And if you're lucky enough to do that and you don't care about some random veggies popping up here and there, um, I've even got random sunflowers popping up. I grew sunflowers last year and, of course, the birds got at them. It was a great display of sunflowers and the birds got at them and uh, some of the seeds escaped, uh, escaped the birds and so now I've got these sunflowers popping up in the bed that I had the sunflowers in but spotted about the rest of the backyard. So... If I recognise them in time, I uh, I leave them there because uh, uh, that's quite good, I reckon, having you know, sunflowers just popping up everywhere. And the same with um, 
marigolds. I had marigolds last year, let them set seed, and um, and now I've got heaps and heaps of seed heads, and I'm just randomly sprinkling them everywhere now, and I've got marigolds popping up everywhere. It's great. It is absolutely brilliant. Uh, and, of course, they help with the veggie garden as well because uh, they help keep uh, attract uh, beneficial insects into the garden. Um, and the bees are going gangbusters, and the fruit trees are going gangbusters, and all of those things are going gangbusters. But what are some of the things that you should be uh, doing so in November, uh, some of the ornamental plants have finished blooming. So acacias and banksias and stuff like that, uh, hakeas. Um, you should prune them now to give them a, a bushier, more wind-resistant shape. And exotic plants can be lightly pruned or have spent flowers removed because take the flowers off, and the the uh, the plant will uh, sometimes flower again. Um, and the entire ornamental garden can be given a good sprinkling with some uh, some. Um, slow-release fertiliser of some kind. The One of the best organic fertilisers uh, is blood and bone. However, if you're not into using animal products, then there are other alternatives around as well. Um, and also add a bit of um, potash uh, to help uh, to help with the uh, uh, flowering part of the, the plant. Uh, but always water first, and then water again after the fertiliser has been put down. If you're still keen on lawn, you can still sow some lawn. It's still a bit, it's still cool enough. Um, but uh, if you've got dry summers, it's going to mean, uh, which, which most of us have, it means non-stop watering every day for like the next three months. So if you're not keen on that idea, maybe you should think about something else rather than the lawn, or maybe you should put off the lawn till next year. Uh, but if you're really keen, uh, now you can still put it in. Flatweeds can be controlled by using some lawn sand, but there's only a couple, mate, a pinch of... Um, Sulfate of ammonia on each weed will soon destroy them, and if there's only a few, um, a little uh, garden fork does a job too. Just get in there and get the garden fork in underneath it, and sort of gently lift it up with a bit of grass. Tease the tease the uh, weed out, and just pat the grass down again. Give it a water. Job's done. Um, if you've got yeah hundreds, then okay, you might want to use uh, lawn sand or something like that. Um, any plants that have uh, shallow, compact root systems dry out easily, so azaleas and rhododendrons, those sorts of things. But if you deeply water the ground around them and then heavily mulch it with sawdust, straw, spoiled hay, anything, uh, you'll you'll prevent moisture loss and then they'll they'll uh, be much happier during the summer. All of the annuals and bedding plants to go in now, uh, all of the ones we talk about all the time, alyssum, um, amaranthus, um, arctotus, um, asters, uh, begonias, uh, you know, carnations, anything you can think of just about. The list just goes on forever. I mean, marigolds and nasturtiums and petunias and poppies and all sorts of things. Um, so you name it, it can probably go in. Sunflowers, verbena. Um, I just put a verbena in, lemon, lemon verbena. It's been sitting in a pot for a while waiting for me to uh, get around to it and uh, finally did. It's good. Um, so that's uh, that's uh, going to be very very nice. And, uh, it's great to walk past lemon scented flowers. It really is. Get yourself a, a lemon verbena or a lemon scented pelargonium, and every time you brush past it, you just get this amazing perfume, lemon scented perfume, and it's just glorious. And it just lifts your spirit straight away. Just absolutely delightful. It really is. Um, cool districts, French beans, uh, eggplants, capsicums. I've just put some capsicums in. Um, and uh, they still they still do well. Uh, tomatoes, yeah, whack, whack, keep whacking your tomatoes in. It's it's a perfect time to be planting tomatoes. You won't get any by Christmas at this late stage probably, but um, that's okay. You'll still have tomatoes in January, February, March, April, um, which is really really good. Uh, what else can you plant? Um, everything basically. 
pretty much everything except some spinaches and, and some other leafy things, but asparagus and peas and beans and beetroot and broccoli and Brussels sprouts and cabbage and Chinese cabbage and capsicum and carrot and cauliflower and blah, 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 and the list goes on and on. And you could just keep reading this thing for ages and ages and ages and eventually run out of breath. Well, some people say I wouldn't, but uh, yeah, even I'd eventually run out of breath. Uh, rhubarb, uh, New Zealand spinach, Swedes, uh, most herbs, seeds or plants can go in. Um, existing crops need some feeding and maintenance. So um, broad beans uh, that have been going great. We've had quite a few good uh, feeds of our broad beans. It's been really good. Um, it's uh, it's great. It's it's uh, so you need to keep feeding those um, and uh, and doing a few things. Uh, uh, what else? Uh, be, yeah, they're all top heavy. They're starting to fall over. Peas, I've already got my first flush of peas have been and gone. The second flush is coming through, and I've got a third flush just about to plant out. Uh, potatoes, uh, keep pushing up the thing. I had a great win with potatoes the other day. I found a rogue potato uh, just growing, a you know, volunteer potato growing in an, in an odd spot. And so I wanted to move it. So I carefully dug it up, and it was one of the sapphire potatoes, purple. So I got a good handful of these little tiny baby sapphire potatoes. So that was lunch for that day. That was glorious. So it was a, it was a, that was a nice a nice find. And, uh, and now that potato is actually in the right place. And uh, in a, another a few weeks, I'll start pulling out more potatoes one by one. Um, cauliflowers cauliflower and cabbage and broccoli you need plenty of water and heaps of mulch. Um, celery, you can't overwater celery. You can almost bury it and you know, sort of drown it, and it will still be fine. And it'll just ask for more. Um, carrots are starting to go to seed now. Um, if you want to keep them for a little bit longer, uh, slice off all the leaves while they're still in the ground. Just leave them there, and just put, dig up the dig up the roots when you need them. Um, if you've got young carrots uh, that are you sown the last month or the month before, yeah, August or September, um, they'll be ready to they'll be ready to eat as well. Um, so we're ready to thin out. So start pulling out the small ones and everything so you get the big ones to grow. Um, if you've got lots of weeds and everything, uh, you've got to get some uh, weed control. But the other thing is mulch it. If you've got weeds there, just put like big thick layers of mulch over the top of them and smother them. That's much, much easier. I'll tell you what, what we might do, we might go to another song. Uh, yep, we, will, we might go to another song And when we come back, uh, hopefully we'll have Jamie on the phone And we can have a chat about what's happening in his world And some of the other things that a real horticulturalist can tell you to do um, this month in the garden So you're on 94.1 FM with uh, Mike O'Connell on the Good Earth And when we come back, uh, we'll be talking hopefully with Jamie